The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. George Hamilton, Lyric FM presenter and commentator. Do you feel your passion stirring? <laughs> it's been stirring all month as the Rugby World Cup has progressed. And I'm only sorry that Ireland aren't there still to be giving us a reason to get really excited uh, this weekend. Uh, but yes, the passion is stirring. The rugby is great. And there's only one Northern Hemisphere team left in it. And I'm fighting hard urges to be my usual anybody but England self. <laughs> well, this is the this is the proposition from Jim White writing in the Telegraph is that because of that, Irish fans and Scottish fans and Welsh fans, we should all club together and roll behind the chariot. Well, there's one very good reason that we in Ireland should do that, and the reason that it was established fifty years ago this year, on Saturday the tenth of February, when the England rugby team was led out by John Pullen onto Lansdowne Road to a standing ovation because the previous year, 1972, at the height of the troubles in Northern Ireland, Scotland and Wales had refused to travel to Dublin, but England came and they played that day. The crowd offered them the the utmost respect. The Irish team didn't. They beat them 18-9, but England got a long standing ovation for being there at all. And that night in the the post-match dinner, John Pullen, the the England captain, the Bristol hooker, the late John Pullen, sadly now, he remarked in his speech, he said, uh, we might not be the greatest team in the world, but at least we turn up. So for that reason alone, with that in our heads, and even thinking back to 2007 in Croke Park and the respect that was afforded by the Irish crowd to the British national anthem, the English anthem, before the game in Croke Park against Ireland, those are reasons why we should have a soft spot for England and hope that when they go into action against South Africa on Saturday night, that they do come up trumps and that the Northern Hemisphere has uh, skin of the game on on the final oh, night Saturday I week. Know. I don't know, George. It's one, th- it's one thing to give them a little round of applause before a match. It's quite, it's quite another to start cheering them on. Uh, I, look, what did I say when, when you put it to me in the first place? <laughs> I would refer to my <laughs> usual self. I, I, want, I want a great rugby match. I want to see them play uh, to the top of their ability. But, but you know, I do find, I have to say, I do find it very hard to kind of uh, cheer for England per se. I'm not anti-English in any way. Uh, I, I, I fully believe that they're, they're there because they've, they've played well, even if they did come from that half of the draw that only now is putting them up against a, a serious contender. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a funny old thing, the, the game of rugby. And, and, and there are a lot of people out there, I think, with their tongue in their cheek, looking at this uh, situation that has arisen, but for only the, the, the third time in the 10 editions, there aren't at least two representatives uh, from the Northern Hemisphere. I got a tweet from a mem- I got a, a, a text from a member of the family in England who came up with the old hoary joke. He said, uh, an Irishman, a Scotsman, a Welshman go in the pub. There's normally an Englishman as well, uh, but on this occasion, the Englishman's still at the Rugby World oh. Cup. You know, <laughs> I, I tweeted, I tweeted that, Kieran. I tweeted that. Do you know how many hits it got? Two hundred and sixty-five thousand, <laughs> and most of them. Well, I didn't read them all, but the but the ones that came my way in the timeline, they were all saying that more or less the same thing. Yeah, that's that's harsh, but yes, we get it. You know, well, so I, I, as I say, the tongues are in the cheek. 
Well, Craig Chalmers is with us as well, the former Scottish international. Uh, Craig, I mean, have you an England jersey you can wear for the semi-final? Are you going to have to go out and buy one? Have you got a, a kind of a nice flag of uh, cross of St. George you can hang from the upstairs window? I've got a few in the attic in Scotland, but I live in, I live in London, so I'm right in the middle of it. But I'll be honest with you, there's not a lot of excitement down here about the World Cup. Um, England have been not a great watch, and I... Yeah, you know, I listened to a friend here saying a soft spot for England. I've, I've never have had a soft spot for England, and I don't think I ever will. But I would like to see them play a bit better. I can't. I find it hard to support them when they're playing such pretty poor rugby at the moment. To be honest with you, um, but I do think they've got a big game in them, and that's uh, you know they've got there not playing fantastically well, and, really inconsistent. And is the antipathy so, in, in kind of London, Craig, just because, well, London's a big international city and maybe rugby's not a big international game, or, or is it just because, you know, there's not much considered of this English team, not much hope for them against yeah, South Africa, so people yeah, aren't think, excited? I think, I, think it's a lack of, I think it's a lack of hope. I think it's a, there's a severe lack of hope amongst the people that I know, the English fans that I know, they all think they're going to get a hiding. Um I, but I do, th- I do think there's enough experience in this English team, and if uh, if Borthwick picks the right team for this game, then I think they, I think they can give them, they can really push them, and you know they have a, they have got a puncher's chance uh, of getting a result, and you know if they, if they manage to get to the final and go all the way, cheesy piece, you know it oh, would be phenomenal. Heaven, heaven for, be Craig, heaven, heaven forbid that they would get to the final. <laughs> You know what? I bet you, Craig, you say that I wouldn't mind getting to the final. And, and I, I would say as soon as the first South African try goes over the line, you realise you're standing in the living room with your arms over your head cheering. You think, oh, how did this happen? <laughs> no, I think, you know, they, have, they have got good players. You know, they're just not clicked and they don't seem to have a, a pattern of play or a style of play like, you know, like Ireland and France and even Scotland to, you know, to an extent. You, look, you know what they're trying to do when they get out on the pitch. England, at the moment, we don't really know what they're trying to do. We don't know who's getting picked. They keep mixing, out, mixing it up. So, listen, you know, you just don't, just don't know what to expect. But, I mean, you know, it's just such a shame last weekend that, you know, two of the best teams in the world had to go and uh, were left with, you know, two of the not-so-good teams in the world yeah. in the semi-final. Rather, you know, it would be fantastic if those two big games last week had been semi-finals this week. But it's not, it's not, it's not the case. And you know, England will be in that semi-final, and they've got a chance. They have got a chance. They've got some big, big names in that team, and they're capable of pulling out a pulling out a big performance. Uh, uh, is there any evidence that, like that, uh, that you see, Craig, that they're kind of playing themselves into form the way maybe New Zealand have in this Rugby World Cup? No, not really. <laughs> 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 I, I, I think that the you know they've played in fits and starts and. You know, attacking-wise, you know they've got Marcus Smith at fullback now. I think that's something they should keep. They should they should stick uh, Stewart on the wing for this game. Get Oliver Lawrence in the midfield with Tua Langing. Look for a physical physical approach in the midfield. Farrell at ten again, and guys like Atoji and that have got to stand up. Marler and Genge and they've got to stand up for these South Africans. But you know the strength of South Africa and just the depth they've got. Um, we saw that we saw that on Saturday yeah. night, um, and and uh, or Sunday, Sunday night I think it was, but you know they've got such depth. I think they they will have too much probably, but listen, yeah, listen, the Northern Hemisphere. I, I my predictions were all four Northern Hemisphere sides would make the, the semis, and uh, you know 
this other hemisphere has come up chumps again. Yeah, I have. Uh, listen, well, Jim White in the Telegraph, I'm sure he's absolutely delighted that we and others are talking about it. And I'm sure he's not the slightest bit surprised that rugby fans in Ireland, Scotland and Wales are all appalled at his suggestion that we would uh, row in and uh, cheer on the English. Although, listen, some people uh, say, I have no issue supporting England as the only Northern Hemisphere team left on the Rugby World Cup. However, I want South Africa to win as they have a chance to beat New Zealand and I'm not sure England would return the favour if we were the last Northern Hemisphere team left. Uh, That is from Dars. Somebody else says, the English saved Irish rugby being willing to play here when the Scots and Welsh wouldn't in the 1970s. We should be happy to support them. And Chris, says, I hope South Africa put 50 points on England. Well said, Chris. 087-1400-106. George Hamilton, Craig Chalmers, thank you both very much uh, for joining me. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.